Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I'm your host, Wabbits, and joining me today, as always, are the two beautiful co-hosts that I have with me every time. Uh, Combo. Hello. And Lazero. Hola, mi, uh, mi amigos de España. Uh, I just, sorry, I just want to <laughs> drop that in there because there's someone that apparently I was in the Discord um, and there, I was looking through and there's someone from Spain that is like using our podcast to uh, help practice English, which I find amusing. Really? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're interested in Rocket League. Like it's not like they're not. Yeah. They're yeah. Like, they're not. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. I love that. It's so little shout out to you. You're, Keep on practicing your English and don't learn it from me because mine is terrible. <laughs> learn it from the other two. <laughs> um, so I think we just go directly into it this week. Um, yes. Let's do it. Straight okay. into it. Uh, straight into it. Um, so what do we have for announcements? Because I know one of them and it's that there's a tournament coming up this week. Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Combo, do you want to talk about that? I was about to <laughs> tournament? Say, yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. So we we announced it last week. Uh, it is officially uh, up, and will be the link for sign up will be posted. Uh, I assume with the posting of this podcast. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah. So the I said it last time, and this time we just have a little tighter details so people can start planning their teams. Uh, so it's a two v two tournament. Uh, it is this upcoming Saturday at eight, uh, eight p.m. EST. So that's May twenty third. Third th as I put in there. Third th th th, uh, as I tend to just change what I wrote last time and sometimes miss things. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it is a salary cap tournament. So how we're running it this time around um, is basically your MMR um, is a is, is the numerical value that follows your rank. I know most people who listen know that. Um, if you don't and you are, let's say, console or don't have Baxmod or whatever it may be, there's plenty of websites you can look up um, to, to see your own. Uh, the one I just happened to link in our signup was uh, RL Tracker Pro. Um, just look it up, you'll find it. Uh, so to f once you figure out your MMR, uh, your two's teammate uh, needs to be within a certain range of... Um, uh, that similar MMR for the total team MMR to fall under the salary cap that we've preset. So the salary cap, this is the big like drum roll that I've set is 2750 uh, as the uh, as the maximum. So basically it is uh, for as simple as I can put it, if you're two C3s or higher, you can't play together. So if you're a C3 with a GC or a GC, you have to take a like a, a C2 or lower more or less um, to still fit in. So for instance, even that means if, if you are a pro and you're listening, you want to play and you're 2000 MMR, you need a 750 as your teammate to, to, to register. Um, I will actually be checking the RL tracker networks for folks uh, because generally, and the, I very much have a lot of faith in the community. So I'll probably just check the ones I don't know. Um, but I do want to make sure that we are, are following that uh, and, and trying to stick within the salary cap because I think it'll be a lot of fun uh, and we'll hopefully force some of our like higher rank folks to, to play with some new people. Maybe they don't play with a lot. So um, we can see a lot of fun. Um, I very, very much expect the team to win to probably be the team that was able to get it closest uh, uh, to that cap right so like <laughs> to me it would be like two like 1350s that were able to come together right and, and be able to get in there but uh or i guess 1375 would put them right on the gap if it was too uh, uh so 1375 means you can have a direct equal or lower uh and then from there on out yeah you're, you're all set so um it's the time of registration is what i put it in so if let's say you really want a teammate and you maybe you're just a bit over maybe you register in a couple days if you end up having <laughs> some bad games <laughs> so uh i know people game it all the time when i look at some other leagues where like they're worried to play and like get above a certain threshold because the second like they apparently i know a lot of leagues tend to check like literally daily and like you can get in some uh some trouble with that so i know people are pretty good at gaming these kind of systems so i'm excited to see what people pull off um 
yeah anything else do you think i was, do you guys think i missed anything um i'm not gonna be casting it this time around uh which leads into a second announcement i have uh so i do apologize i know some folks do really enjoy it when i cast i also really enjoy casting uh life is very busy right now so i, I don't think i'll be casting this one but uh as a cool uh extra bit uh relentless uh, a homie in our community is going to be uh casting instead which would be really exciting so uh, him and i are chatting later tonight so i can kind of pass on the reins and see uh, see how he does uh, i'll be sure to check in while i can at least and, and watch along so i'm excited but yeah that's the term cool i like that um so either you lads thinking of playing this, uh i'm kind of thinking about it if i don't have to help with all this you guys could literally play together me. and you'd be fine <laughs> that's true <laughs> i mean Which, it, yeah it's a good thing my mmr is like two so <laughs> i can play with anyone true 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 honestly um, myself and jr should go win we'll have a total mmr of four and it'll yeah. be a real upset when we win the tournament you know <laughs> <laughs> so you're thinking about chairs once uh mmr that's a little <laughs> bit different uh, <laughs> um so yeah i'm really happy that relentless is doing it because uh he is he does do uh casting for is it igl yes my gl games he's done yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's done it the... we have a couple igl casters i feel in our community now yeah so. mm-hmm. side note if you want to know about casting we have a lot of people in the community that know about casting. casting yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that, that was a bit of a wake up for me of that. Like, don't get me wrong. I really enjoy casting. I, I don't think I'm that good at it other than my ability to speak fast, but I, I do enjoy it. Uh, and so for me, I almost feel like now I've been almost like being selfish and neglecting uh, bringing in people who like maybe want to give it a try um so like we haven't talked the three of us haven't talked about this at all but um i could even see it being fun if that we actually shuffle some casters throughout as well and, and see if people want to give it a try and the community could be a lot of fun um mm-hmm. so if you guys would be down but yeah we can talk about stuff like that in the future i think that could be a, a cool way to get even more engagement but um yeah no i'm excited I, I think a little shift up for our eighth uh throwdown will be nice and fun so i'm excited mm-hmm. speaking of casting uh, i i actually casted uh this week Mm-hmm, I heard. Uh, it was it was i well i'm gonna be honest my, my pc can't handle uh streaming but mm. uh, apart from the really really blurry image um <laughs> it i think it went all right uh it was it was a igl match um between it was i think feeding the kitty and, and code, code red, red against mm. uh relentless and, and uh javer yeah javer javer so uh yeah i i casted that that was kind of fun um i like man i i wish i had the pc to actually stream a lot of things uh but i think honestly it worked out well i just talked really fast so i, I mm-hmm. went from the combo school that's the strat <laughs> just keep things being said on screen the whole time uh and that's that's how you keep it um but yeah no that, that was great um yeah uh why was we have any more announcements um not that i can think of i did have a question for combo uh just date and time of uh the tournament because i think you said at the beginning but i forgot so <laughs> uh it is saturday may 23rd uh 2020 at 8 p.m est uh meaning okay. that it is available for our oce boys to play in but i'm very disappointed because smitzel says he's working and can't play so very disappointed mm-hmm. but we do have uh, we we have a new oce lad i don't know if you guys saw that too um yeah. but we did officially get a fourth which is super exciting so uh that that was pretty cool but yeah i have one like extra little small announcement not super relevant to mo- most folks but still um good for people to know um and the people 
well affected already now uh, well in advance uh but uh, i am taking a, a short hiatus from coaching uh my actual career my personal life and a lot of the things are just kind of at a peak when i really thought the end of truthfully in scheduling it was supposed to be very slow right now but this virus has just absolutely shifted everything uh, i'm sure for many folks and i'm also on the very fortunate side that i still have a job um and i'm able to do that so i, I definitely want to keep that in check and uh, i've just been struggling and i i feel like i haven't been able to give my like full 110% effort to coaching when it's something that I really thoroughly enjoy uh, and I, I really like working with. So going in and then like feeling bad about it just really wasn't working for me and I didn't feel like I was giving uh, enough uh, help or aid to the people I was working with. So, um, yeah, taking a short break. Uh, so on my, on the website, things will be sold out for at least a couple of weeks, uh, just so I can try to get a bit of a handle on everything going on here. And, uh, and then hopefully we'll be back at it soon. But, uh, and another cool little personal thing, uh, as of in two days, all my PC parts arrive and I'm building my completely new computer, which I'm excited about. So I will be posting photos of it uh, and my old rig when, uh, when I'm building that on the, in the discord. So um, I'm very, for any like big, like hardware or tech guys get excited. I'm pretty hyped. I have a 2070 super uh, Ryzen nine. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm pretty hyped. So yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, on that note, uh, I'm actually getting a new computer as well. Hey, oh all of you are getting new. <laughs> we're all doing it. Nice. <laughs> Everybody gets new computers. Any, so, any like oh, good notable part? Yet. I haven't decided if I'm. Actually yeah, you got to, you got to, Lazero, you got to. <laughs> um, it's like pay off my, school debt, build it. Yeah, literally me. <laughs> when I told uh, when I told my girlfriend, I was like that part. She's like, "Are you still in debt?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And <laughs> <laughs> the stimulus checks came in. What else am I going to spend it on? Wait, tuition? did Canada get stimulus? Oh, or do you mean no, no, CRB wait, wait. for us? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so basically the same thing, but yeah. So I'm also getting it. Uh, mine isn't quite as beefy as combos, but I'm pretty sure it's like slightly better than your current one. So I'm nice. kind of. I got a yeah. I got, I got a 1060 six gig right now and a Ryzen five 1600 X. I have the Ryzen five and oh my goodness, I just looked at what the. the I don't even know what it was. <laughs> I have this memorized, my man. I can tell you every single <laughs> speed of everything in my computer coming. I check I every morning not. when it's coming. The, the, the expected deadline, like delivery day has not changed, but I still check every morning just in case. <laughs> that is beautiful. The biggest thing that I'm excited for about mine is that I'm finally getting a 144 hertz monitor. Yay, <laughs> that's huge. I, will, uh, I don't want to hype you up too much, but man, but when I got my 144 hertz monitor after playing Rocket League for four years, I uh, my MMR jumped 260 in three days. So... <laughs> wow <laughs> very much i think that's placebo like i do not think it's yep. that good but man did the game feel butter smooth when i started playing on 144 yep i'm not expecting that but i am on a side note expecting to start streaming once uh once Ooh. that comes in um, <gasps> wow it's gonna stream so, well this is a new one dude yep it's officially being made official um i once my computer comes in i'll be uh making it and doing all that and then i'll probably have a stream in the next couple of weeks and wow. be very excited about that that's hype. so I'm very happy. <laughs> I, if, if I may say as well, uh, when, uh, as we're finishing out announcements per se here, uh, I wanted to also say that uh, the first episode of our Rocket League web series has released. Um, oh, so uh, I'm going to link that in if you have a minute or two, um, you know, sitting on your toilet, uh, <laughs> have a laugh, hopefully watch it, hopefully enjoy it. Um, yeah, but but I've been working on it for a while, so I want to just throw that in here in the announcements. Mm-hmm. And I want to give you a little bit of a shout out because I absolutely loved it and you made it amazing. And even though I was there with the recording and knew the entire script, I still was surprised <laughs> at some points and it was great. <laughs> I mean, so, like, that's true. I, I wonder, like, when people read the script, 
My goal is to have you surprise every episode, so I don't know how <laughs> I'm going to do that when you have the script, but we'll see. <laughs> don't worry, it's it's perfect, it's fine. You don't have to be surprising me specifically, just everybody else, and that's perfect. <laughs> um, so I think we can get off announcements. Yes. yes. Okay, um, so let's move on to what, Beginner's Corner? Bro? Yeah, I think that'll be yeah, good. I, you're the um, host, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, these are questions for me. It's the rhetorical questions that I will answer at some point every time. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, so we can do all the the other stuff later because that'll come up. Um, so first off, with Beginner's Corner, uh, I am going to rant for I don't know a couple minutes and just have an open letter to the community. I'm, um, I'm excited because honestly, last week, I, like I, I was just like sitting there, I'm like, this is the longest I think I heard you talk in a row for like you're at least 50 right. episodes so yeah <laughs> like i'm fairly sure that you're right and i remember doing that and being like wow i'm going for a long time here. Just going, dude. <laughs> i really enjoyed it so maybe there'll be more red wabbit trans coming on i don't know i've had like give him two years you know he'll just be uh <laughs> so self-centered and just abrasive and just like me talking over everyone you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Don't worry, that'll come once I start streaming. We don't have to worry oh, about that's that. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so open letter to the community. Um, so I don't know if anybody has noticed recently, but over the past, uh, what, like couple weeks, couple months, um, our Beginner's Corner, I feel like, has been less and less frequent. Um, it's been like... Well, I feel it's happen. almost reversed, honestly. Like, I feel like it's, it's been a gap, and then the last two weeks have been... Is that, okay, that, yeah. that's actually perfect then, because <laughs> we had, uh, it was since the poll, yeah, so up, up to the poll it was less, and it was like, kind of feeling bad about it, because I really enjoy Beginner's Corner and everything like that, and then the, uh, we got the poll, and it was like, oh, everybody still likes Beginner Corner, we really do have to put effort into this and think about, like, what we're going to do, and what we're going to think of, and all that stuff, um, so we, we have been trying to get good uh, good ideas to, to think about and talk about, and, like, not be too repetitive, not be too, um, like, go back and you know restate or state all the same things that we've talked about before um but the issue is that like this is what episode 60 70 70 this is episode (laughs) 70 and on a very conservative estimate i haven't actually gone through we've done at least 50 different beginners corner topics um so the amount of stuff that we can really talk about um i feel like we're kind of getting to a point where like new uh options and new ideas and new stuff that we can talk about um is like it's getting really hard to think about <laughs> at least at least on my end um and, i feel like it's uh, gotten to a point where, where when i see something novel like mm-hmm. that i haven't said before like that's the episode i remember you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just like it, it doesn't really happen often enough that like i really enjoy the beginner's corner as, as much as i did and i think one of the other main issues that we're getting uh is that I'm getting up to like the high champs. Um, combo has always been in GC and we've always asked some questions and the zero has, is also getting up there as well. Uh, getting into champ, breaking into, uh, you got to, did you get to C3 or C2? C2, right? Dude, I'm still or two. I'm, I'm here for the little guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have one person here for the lower guy. Um, <laughs> I actually, listen, the reason I've never ranked up, you know, to GC is just because I've always felt like our podcast would be missing something if I did, you know? Mm-hmm. yeah no, no you've been exactly. prepping for this tournament man you're trying to keep the mmr low enough so that you can still play with some buddies you know <laughs> it's perfect that's yeah that's exactly it um, but we're all just kind of like we're all at a point where like we fairly well understand rotations and like 
beginner's corner isn't very beginner's corner anymore and combo mentioned this last time we made a little joke about it in the discord where we were just like when are, who's going to tell combo that beginner's corner isn't for actual beginners it's for just everybody who's not pro <laughs> but <laughs> someone say that in discord okay because i combo like it's it's more because combo whenever we will say beginner's corner and combo wants to get into something like a little more detailed advanced like pro play type things and mm. like he almost feels bad about it you know what i mean but i'm like no mm. the point is to go into all those so when when are we rebranding when are we changing the name then because clearly there's a beginner's <laughs> corner well i mean it was a spoof on coach's corner so yeah, uh, yeah. i don't know like maybe we just call it combo's corner and then <laughs> oh my god <laughs> There are way too many combo rants for combos corner. Um, <laughs> Kate, uh, I <laughs> we all love them. Don't worry, I'm just no, no I get it, man. I'll, I'll stay quiet this episode. No, I'll meet nah, myself for now. Nah. Combo, I love the talking, and it's perfect. It just <laughs> Wabbits doesn't want changed. the topics to be combos corner, combos corner, combos corner. He's saying <laughs> exactly. Like, they're, like they we need different are. titles. I don't even think if they're it all going to be combo rants. I think that's what it's. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I exactly. think the rhythm we've gotten into as a, as a team here has been uh, one of you introduces gives opening opinions one of you is like oh you know what i see it this way and then i'll be silent for a little while i'll see in our zencaster just a, a white a, like one line no no sound waves at all for a while and then i'm like you know what this is what i think every and then that, that's where we go and then i'll talk for five minutes it'll stop and then i'll see i'll wait till that line gets empty the second it gets empty i jump in again that's what it is that's our rhythm <laughs> oh that's actually kind of perfect that was far too <laughs> meta um <laughs> And no, it's funny. The only reason I say this is because you brought it up as well. I, I only noticed last week that Wabbits for a while, there was one point that I'd like laugh because I looked at, at our recording and I saw that I didn't have any sound waves. Zero didn't have any sound waves. And it was just Wabbits, <laughs> just like this like tsunami of waves across. And I was like, look at him go. I was like, I love this. I was like, look at that line filling out. <laughs> it was, I, I loved it. It was great. I like talking. Um, surprisingly, I surprised myself there. Uh, but <laughs> Okay, let's try and stay on track here. Um, <laughs> we're all getting good. We're all well, high rank. You're a letter, uh, no. dude. Things, yes, exactly. Things are uh, hard. It's hard to think of things for like actual uh, players that are newer. Um, things that we haven't talked about and like completely dug into the ground. And uh, you know, it's just like actual beginners corners ideas that aren't like very very specific mechanics or rotational things or anything like that. That like would really only apply to people in uh, champion or like mid low champ um, or maybe GC or I don't know, some like RLRS pros um, <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's really hard to get to, or to think of the stuff that's um, useful to, to, you know, you, the listener. Um, and I, I really don't want to have beginner's corner be uh, just something that kind of goes to the, the woodworks that we just don't really um None of us really like at this point, even though it is such a, you know, interesting um, uh, section. And I absolutely love Beginner's Corner, and it's my favorite. And I think it's a lot of your favorites as well. And this is just an open letter to you uh, saying that uh, if you guys, um, as the the listener, have anything that you want to ask us uh, specifically, whether it's mechanic-based or rotation-based or mindset-based or anything, um, please please send those uh, those in. Like, you can just DM me on Discord, on anything. Maybe leave a comment under whatever thing that you're, you're using here because I'm sure somebody checks those. Um, uh, yeah, if you have any ideas or anything that you want, just any message would be absolutely perfect. And I would love to get those because even if it's something that we've talked about like five different times, if you want us to go over it again, 
um, I would be more than happy to, because then at the very least, I know that one person is getting something out of it. Um, and if somebody gets something out of our, our discussions in this beginner's corner, then that's like everything that I want. Um, yeah. And I just don't want to be going over the exact same stuff constantly and talking about some, something that like everybody understands and nobody needs uh, to, to know about anymore or whatever it is. Um, yeah, that's basically where I'm at. I want this to be as useful for you guys as possible. Um, and that's kind of where my open letter ends. Uh, so please send in some, you know, suggestions. Uh, don't be afraid to ask about things that we have talked about or things that we haven't talked about. Um, because whatever it is that we do end up talking about here, uh, it'd be, it's like, it's what we're going to talk about. It's, it's for you, um, for you to ask a question to you know two coaches and somebody probably that <laughs> and three people that have gone through uh exactly what you're trying to figure out so yeah <laughs> i just like to say that when you said an open letter i thought it was going to be like an angry thing that uh cough, no, no, no. cough some teams might have sent a psionics type letter to our community that's what i thought you were going for and then you just completely uh turned it around <laughs> I'm, i want to i want this to be as good as possible because like this is like I've said like two or three times, this this one little rant, this is my favorite section. I absolutely love talking about just mechanics and Rocket League and everything like that. Um, but it's so hard to think about things that like we haven't talked about and things that we haven't banged into the ground so many times that it's just like, oh, I, I need a little help. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah, community, help us out. <laughs> Give us <Yeah>. suggestions. <laughs> At Wabbits. Yeah. Adam Please. in yeah. every single channel. Every With single channel. I want to see suggestion. like a thousand different uh, notifications on Discord, all from one person. Yes, <laughs> on different channels. Um, actually, I was thinking about this as well, and it's like it, it's interesting that we're thinking about like things that we could possibly talk about. Um, and Elias had uh, posted in our Discord about the squishy video, right? Mm-hmm. This um, is actually what made me think of it. Yeah, where where he's like, okay, like ten thousand hours, but. I, I actually started watching it and it there is a certain I, and it is a monologue like it's a 50 minute monologue like that is very difficult and I don't um, man I tried to do solo podcasts before like it is not easy <laughs> trust me um, but when I was like watching it I'm like this just sounds like the same stuff over and over again that I've heard forever and it's like what are your like crazy insights after 10,000 hours and I'm like like it's about mindset and, and like certain stuff that seems so like I mean it goes back to like this idea of like you can't like cheat you actually have to put in the work and right there, there, there's definitely it boils down to that but when I'm hearing about someone that spent 10,000 hours in the, within the game I kind of want to know about stuff that like not every literally anyone who's you know want to get good at something already knows you know what I mean <laughs> um so that's why i was saying like what where like what are some insights that are that are novel that are interesting and that's why that video kind of i like listened to 10 minutes and i'm like okay i'm not really getting anything new um which is unfortunate but but i mean that that's why we're all talking about like we want to get into specific ideas or specific problems that someone might have because we can bounce the, all, over that specific thing a lot better than like oh here's broad strokes what we should do in this general thing right mm-hmm. exactly uh yeah and I do have to say on the squishy video, um, I really like what he did say in some of it um, and what he did. And even though it was something that like we've talked about, like 
pretty much everything we've talked about uh, probably twice or so on this uh, on this podcast in the past. Um, but I what I liked is that he was kind of reaching a different audience. Um, he mm. was reaching more the YouTube side rather than the podcast side uh, or the Twitch side side or whatever. Where it's the less hardcores, who, you know. <laughs> yeah, like the people who aren't. Um, gonna listen to a 50 minute video of people just talking or someone just talking about like how to improve um they're, they're more likely to to listen to squishy talk about it uh exactly. than, than us which is mm-hmm. which yeah. is what it is you know <laughs> and that's why i really like that he did it because it is going to reach a new audience and it'll you know get people to to see what they're doing wrong that might not never have had that option honestly um, the craziest thing about that video is like he, he he said he started when he was 14 yeah I'm like, and it's been already five years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, that's crazy. Um, oh <laughs> yeah, just, just no, no. My mind's like, because you kind of see him, and like, you don't think, oh, this person started when he was fourteen. Like, kind of. Uh, to be fair, like, you know, I only started what watching two years ago, about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so to me, it's like, oh no, this guy's just like, you know, a young adult, whatever it is. Uh, but the the idea of like, oh no, he actually started playing when he was fourteen, like that doesn't. I hadn't even thought about that. So to me, that was intriguing. I got to say, for me, in that line of thinking, Scrub is the one that gets me. He, he's just playing since he was like six. Or yeah, but the something. narrative around him is that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I yeah, think. 100%. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Um, are, are we good for that little open letter? Because I do have an actual Beginner's Corner topic. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I, well, I have something yet. to say about Beginner's Corner <laughs> as well, but but you go first. Oh, do you want to do that? I just or? wanted to say that I... If someone is like, oh, why am I not ranking up? Um, I've been like trying to think of things that are like non-trading related that you can do to. It's not about it. You know what? It's it's uh, man. What is what is the joke day nine had? So, OK, so day nine is I, I mean, I've mentioned him before. It's probably my favorite esports personality. Um, mm-hmm. But he uh, he was trying to like rank up at Hearthstone. And there was like a point where he's like, it doesn't matter. It's about like stars per or stars are like getting a higher rank per hour or whatever. Um, the idea being like, we're going to, we're trying to find the best strategy to rank up um, in the fastest possible time. Right. Um, and I've been thinking about that in rocket league of like, I'm not, it's not, Oh, I want to improve better. It's like, how do I win the most amount of games within two weeks? Shall we say, okay. Like, how do I ensure that whenever I have a session, it's a session that goes really well. Um, responder. yeah yeah yeah. um but i was gonna say what what i've done recently and this has been a big help um and i'm I'm gonna this is my 1v1 challenge to everybody out there in the discord all right uh people like challenges right uh it's it's not 20 2015 all over again um (laughs) um but uh what was i trying to say yeah essentially this is my idea if you cannot win three 1v1s in competitive mode, do not go into two or threes rank playlist that day. All right. I, I, well, cause I was thinking about that. I'm like, whenever I have a bad one V one, like usually like I'll play one or two one V ones. If I lose those games, I'd never have a good ranked one. And it's like, Oh, I think the point is you, is when you play a one V one, you actually know if you're feeling it that day or not. If that Can I clarify? Sense. Did you mean, so did, if you don't win, even one of your three, or if you don't win three games in your play, in you your need one to win position. three games in how long? One v one in how long? In however long you don't play oh. ranked until you win three ones, and if you don't, you can't win the three ones. You don't play ranked that day. You Got know it. what I mean? 
You play you play four games and you lose all four one v ones. Interesting. You should just call it like. And that way, there you didn't lose. You not only did you get in a little bit of practice that you probably don't get in threes. You didn't lose any threes MMR. It's think about it. <laughs> cool. Um, I like the mentality coming from someone who like doesn't play ones. So like I, I never care about my one my ones mm-hmm. rank. That's one hundred percent something I could implement. Right of like I, I wouldn't care if I'm losing forty straight ones games if I know that that just means I'm not going to be losing. Especially let's say if let's say I'm twenty off GC for the first time ever. Right and like I don't want to blow it. Uh, is that like, actually? So I don't know if you had other, other comments, but I actually have a really good thing to add mm-hmm. on to that too. Of like what I have experienced recently, which I haven't experienced in a long time. Um, the the saga of I think the probably the last three episodes I've said that um, on and off Jar and I have been grinding hoops and trying to get that that dunk master um and so the for the first time in a long time i started to really feel the like anxiety that came with being close to gc again of like mm. we cannot blow this and like praying for a good cue right of like and the guy the guy i think i'd mentioned it last week hoops is particularly bad in my opinion where it'll be like you'll play so for context 1255 is hoops gc uh we'll be at like 1230 and we'll play the game before it'll be like an 1190 and 1170 which is like i feel bad for them but like that's not horrible right like it's not like it's a, over 100 mm or anything but then literally the next game we'll play gyro and a 1500 um and it's like okay like come on give us some pacing help here like we could probably beat gyro in the 1500 if we play well but if we're coming off of a like eh, game like that sucks off topic but that's just what i'm I'm saying so why i've been mm-hmm. again feeling that anxiety that i'm sure a lot of folks who are either like at diamond three about to get champ or like about to get gc or maybe you're about to like crack plat for the first time or like whatever that looks like I, I i for the first time in a very 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 long time um it was really cool to be humbled by the game again right of like if i blow this then i'm gonna be tilted um and like i'm not gonna want to play and and all this big stuff for me, not I did, by no means did I do what Flash is saying because I didn't even know he was trying that. But um, what Jer and I really kind of solidified was that we would play a lot of casual twos first and mm. be very critical of each other. And what, like we got in mind, like people know we are good friends. Like we we can be quite critical and like deal with it. Like sometimes we get mad at each other in the moment, but then literally the next day we're like, yo, games, games, yeah, and like we're fine. Um, and so we'd be very very critical of our play styles of like and trying to like identify what little weaknesses we're seeing that day. And if we feel like after generally two maybe three casual games we've kind of assessed what needs some work or like maybe what's missing uh, and we feel good about it we'll dive into hoops uh, and then those first this funnily enough three games are in hoops is exactly what picks that for us so if we have a negative record when we start hoops we would generally stop so if we went mm-hmm. two and one or oh and three sorry one and two or oh and three we'd stop if we had a positive record we'd keep going until we eventually we had to stop for whatever other reason or mm-hmm. stuff like that like we, we rarely have had a lot of time to like put like a session in like it's normally like maybe an hour max um, and just by doing that over the last uh i'd say about two weeks or so we've kind of really been pretty particular about putting good time in um every single day uh maybe the, uh, this time two weeks ago we were probably in like i would say jared because he was 20 mmr ahead of me he was like maybe 11 60 i was 1140 so i had over 100 to go uh and as of yesterday jared hit like 1300 and i hit like 1280 so we got our we got our gc and it was literally <laughs> just came from like once once every day or other couple days or so we would grind out like 20 mmr on a win or whatever and then we'd be particular of like once we got on a good win streak we would say right away we're like hey we're playing now till we lose kind of thing because we don't want to blow anymore we'd get our 20 we're like and we're happy go play some Warzone or go i'd go make dinner or go do whatever we need to do um and that's literally all we did and we just slowly chipped away at it by being smart about when we were throwing 
ourselves into the games and uh whatever measure you need to take i think is a big step and so like playing ones that's a great way to measure up your own skill right and see where you're at or playing with a buddy and being able to like comment on each other and see where it looks like another good way or and, and so on like um so kind of happy brought that up because that was exactly what we've been grinding the last couple of weeks and it paid off like we were able to get to gc quite comfortably too like our last i think three or four games we won by like eight goals like we didn't stress remotely in the uh when we were coming in so yeah finally got my dunk master tag i'm happy <laughs> nice um yeah and, and like I, I think it's more just i it's maybe because I, I have the ability to play more now where i i experience like certain days where just like nothing's working you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and i'm like how do i figure out if that's going to be that day you know what i mean um i'll take 50 50 days and days where i'm in a positive winning percentage but i don't want those days where i'm going to be a losing thing and just like you know bash my head into the wall um and so like this 1v1 has really helped not only that the weirdest thing has happened in 1v1 where there are certain mechanics that i I don't know if it's i don't have the time or if if like because they're it's it's almost like sometimes there's you have a necessity to do a thing that you don't usually do um in ones like a, a certain way to like maybe maybe whether it's like recover quickly or, or like challenge going backwards or what whatever it is where like in ones like you have to do that particular thing at that moment to make the save while in threes like you always have that buffer of your teammates mm-hmm. um and i think in ones like there are like Honestly, in once if you go off the wall at any point, like you better be sure that whatever you're doing is perfect um, and doesn't just lead to an empty net the other way, right? Um, which is, I think is the greatest thing. I think another big thing that it, like it does is there are little changes. Like it almost like slows down fifties for me because um, I think in a threes games, like you really really don't have time to like think about how the fifties gonna go, um, but in in ones like especially if you're shadowing like it's almost like both of you are going pretty slow relatively speaking like don't get me wrong like i'm pretty low ranked in ones so it's not you know like not no one's doing anything too crazy but the point is like you almost like you actually like have a split second and and you can actually see how your 50 works out kind of how you set it up and like did you time them perfectly um and did you predict them perfectly when in threes at times like you hit the 50 and you're like already like, okay, rotate back post. You know what I mean? Like you don't really have time to like process it as it's going on. Um, when at ones, especially at the lower ranks of the map, if, if I do a good 50 or, um, if, if like I hit a ball a certain way, I'm like, okay, do I actually have time to get back now? Um, or did I hit that ball too hard? And it, like, it was, it was bad. Right. Uh, when in threes games, you might not realize, but like you passing like with too much power is sometimes the difference between them scoring or not. Um, and, and and I've kind of taken this into the game itself where uh, I've noticed that if, if I am in an awkward position, like about to aerial um, and like I, ha- I have no real options, like I know I'm going to hit it pretty much. Uh, like, let's just say they're defending their goal quite well. And, and I don't really, you know, I'm just I'm going to take the shot. Right. Um, but I don't I. I go up and I'm I, like, I realize, oh no, like there's no way I'm scoring this. Like there's two def- defenders there ready to go. I'll sometimes now, like instead of knocking it with full power, I'll do a really light touch um, because I know it won't allow like them to generate enough power to score immediately. And it'll give me some time to get back. Um, and I think this was like, I don't know how seriously Nick Tagler has said this, but he's like, yeah, you just do two soft touches and you'll always score a goal in diamond. Um, but there's some truth to it. 
because uh, I think if you're not going to get like a perfect shot towards the net and you're just going to hit it right at the right at the whoever's defending, um, you might as well give them something that that like they can't immediately punish you for it. Um, so you're either like it's almost like it's almost not in between speed. That's the worst because then they can like bang it the other way. Um, but it's either like your shot is really hard and really difficult to save or it's like really easy and yes maybe they have control but at least they're not shooting right away so it might give your teammates time to get back if that makes sense and i think in once you definitely feel that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure um on like i think that one of my most common call outs um when i'm playing with or in threes with the two other people is if the ball is high in the air just calling out dropping um so, so it'll just be like i'm essentially faking uh a touch to like try and get a, a like a banger so that they go back and then i'll just hit it with my wheels and make it go straight down mm-hmm. and then let it drop to my teammates so that they can get an actual good good hit while i go back on rotation um and that's kind of what you're saying here with like the the two like the soft touches are such a good idea just because they keep possession and keep like keeping possession is pretty much all that you have to do in once. And that's what you're constantly thinking about. So doing that uh, is really helpful. I think as well as in ones, you actually have time to realize like, Oh no, I should have a little bit of momentum going with me right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're, I think in three, sometimes like I'll do some stupid stuff that works out anyways. Cause the other it's person crazy. doesn't have control of the ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like there are times I, I've literally stood in the field. And I'm like, you're going to hit a right at me and I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to stand sideways and jump and I'm going to save this ball. Um, <laughs> and, and, but in ones it's like, you have to, I think it's more about matching speed. So you have to, if you are shadowing correctly, like you kind of have to be a certain distance away from where that person has the ball, but you also have to match their speed. So if they're going to go really fast, like you can't, um, you have to be able to predict like that speed at the, are they going to like just try to go past you and go full speed or are they going to cut at some point? Right. And it's all about timing that, um, which I think is really important. And in threes, um, you, you, your mind doesn't think about it. At least I think you just naturally 50 and hope for the best. A lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely see what you're saying there. I think I generally, you know, I always try to think that I think about it. <laughs> well, you don't want to overthink things too. That's the, that's that's yeah. what I'm saying in threes. Like in, yeah. in ones, you almost have the time because it's a lot more about mind games and like, like yeah, 100%. prediction and and like you can you're thinking about one thing on the field at once as opposed to five different things, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I think that's the difference, right? In threes, there are five other cars moving around the field that you have to keep track of. While in ones, it's like there's a ball and there's an opponent and let me just focus on this one aspect of the game. And I think that's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I So summarize. Uh, <laughs> ones is Play really good for ones. Warm-ups. And if you can't win yeah. one or two or three ones games, don't even bother playing twos or threes that day. Yep. Because you're probably just going to lose anyway. Unless you're... I feel like if you're feeling that your rotation... It's so negative. It's <laughs> break my heart. It's, it's true, but it's so negative. I, I mean, <laughs> but this is... Like the point isn't... This is uh, it's this, a yeah, call, like I said, this is to get better. Well, it is to get better, but it's it's more about if you are just focused on ranking up. If your sole mm-hmm. goal is like I need to, if I'm going to play, like I better be ranking up. Well, then you have to find ways to ensure that that day is going to be a rank up day because otherwise you're just going backwards when it comes to ranking up, which isn't doesn't at all correlate with skill, but it <laughs> does. But anyway, l- l- I digress. Well, it's what yeah. we were going to say about beginners. <laughs> <laughs> what was your? 
Beginner's Corner. Pretty good discussion, actually. Um, what I wanted to say about Beginner's Corner was the question uh, that I've seen come up a lot in my coaching um, is between, and this is like super helpful in literally every single rank except for like 1900 plus where you have metas, um, is over aggressive positioning and under aggressive positioning. And people always going between both. Um, and I, I think that's probably one of the best play or best ways that you can uh, rank up is understanding when you can be aggressive and when you have to be uh, defensive. And the reason that I say that is because we all know that if you play over aggressive, then the opponent is just going to get a ball and then shoot it on your net and it's open. Um, so that just completely uh like leads to to goals on you and then you just lose the game and you feel bad because now you're you're not playing bad and you're losing and you're over aggressive and that's why um but the thing about being over defensive and essentially being scared of the play um is that i find that it would lead to probably just as many goals because you're giving up uh the offensive play and giving up um, pressure and giving up everything um and the most common way this happens is just going for back boost (laughs) uh I want to hear your guys' thoughts, um, but I, I'm also going to ask, should I give a scenario first? Sure. <laughs> okay. So uh, for the over-defensive play, um, the scenario that I always have in my mind and the scenario that uh, comes up constantly, uh, I think in every MMR that I've seen, um, but I would say that it re- would really start in gold and continue up until probably champ three, um, is when you hit the ball on their net and then you're rotating back around uh, and let's say that their corner boost, which you were going for because you're rotating correctly, is gone. Um, so then you go to go for the mid boost, and one of your teammates has, has just taken the mid boost. So now you're sad, and you're basically at, like I don't know, let's say 10 boost, maybe 20, and your next thought is, oh, I should go back for the corner boost, my corner boost, all the way out, and just rotate all the way back to net and you know be out of the play for 10 seconds. Um, and that is most of the time, from my experience, a bad play. Um, And it's also a really common play that people do. Uh, So why it's such a bad play is because you've hit the ball on net uh, and now your two teammates that are probably doing good things are now trying to continue the attack. Um, And you going all the way out of the play is now forcing them in a 2v3 and they're probably going to lose possession really quickly because they're going to hit the ball onto net maybe or (laughs) hit the ball on the backboard or hit the ball somewhere else and then take possession and now they're probably going to be in a two uh two v one against you because you weren't there to challenge the ball um and instead you were all the way back getting boost uh so that is really bad because you just had a scoring opportunity and then you left and then you gave them a scoring opportunity um so that is the uh what the play i guess that i think perfectly encapsulates um over defensive play and want a little bit of talk about that yeah um, th- that yeah. i mean wow well, snows that, that happens all the time i think mm-hmm. uh especially in solo queue it's it's like a natural reaction of like i've taken my shot and it looks like they're you know you know when i do it the most honestly when when I just see both them ball chasing or double committing on everything, 
I think if That's I ever have a team, then I'll naturally be like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna get out of here. I don't know what you guys are doing, but the ball. I mean, to be fair, I am playing diamond, so they're just gonna boom it to me anyway. So if I just wait on my net, net long enough, uh, <laughs> um, but but uh, but but you are correct. Like you you should as much as you can. I think especially let's just say you are kind of playing the third man because your teammates are being aggressive. Like your rotation shouldn't go. Uh, it should stick around that midfield area, right? Um, going back further, it just invites a whole open field so where they can uh, make it play. Uh, but if you're playing your ones, you win that 2v1 because no one's going to pass in time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or that 1v2. Um, no, no, no. Jokes aside, uh, you're correct. I think I think it's like a natural thing that people just like rotate out of the play. Um, is there ever a time that it is the right play? Yes. Got a question, or is that a like, no? No, I'm trying to think of like the scenarios. Like, if you're up one goal, sometimes it's maybe the right play, but sometimes not, because then you invite pressure that shouldn't have been there in the first place. Um, that's always like a balancing act, right? Uh, True. Uh, if you're um, up one goal, but uh, regardless, it's it's not. I think a lot of people have it as a habit, and that's that's the worst part. Is like where every time you'll take a shot, you'll steal boost, and then you hit the other two giant boost pads on the way back just because you can, uh, and then you're just like sitting in your net, yeah. and then you're like not helpful at all. Yeah, I think a lot of times that's that's a natural reaction for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, before combo goes off and tells us or tells me how red I am and validates everything about me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say that, um, one, I don't think that score, at least not in my opinion, actually matters. Um, just to contradict you a little bit. Um, I've never really found that score matters unless like you're down by two or three in the last minute and then you play hyper aggressive and whatever, um, or you're up by two or three in the last minute and stuff like that. But I, so personally, I don't find that score, uh, should change how you play in the most, uh, or in most cases, you but, know why it changes how you play? Why? Because even if it doesn't affect you, you thinking about your teammates and your opponents playing differently because of it makes that whole last minute always a a whirlwind. <laughs> oh, that's actually kind of fair. I've never, I don't know why, but I've never thought about score as a, a motivator. Um, well, it's, it's just so, never done it for me. It's so weird because like I'll go and I'm like, there's 30 seconds left. We're up a goal. And then I'm like, play the same don't change what you're playing and then like i see my teammates completely change what they're playing i'm like okay should i be more defensive like my mind goes to that place and it's 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 a wonderful it's it's a wonderful mess uh but it i mean it tends to favor the team that's up one nothing usually anyway uh but i i do find that like for whatever reason if you even if your team is solid if you're up one nothing for four minutes in the game and there's a minute left the other team all of a sudden has like scoring opportunities at the end of the game and it's the weirdest thing but i but maybe because you start panicking, you're like, okay, like we're almost there, we're almost there, and the other team starts seeing the mistakes, or because of your mistakes, gets more opportunities. And I think it's interesting how that happens. Mm-hmm. So Dave actually brought this up like six months ago, <laughs> where if you're up, you always end up going down. Like if you're up, up at the start, you always end up losing. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, think I, I know that up. theory very well. I mean, <laughs> it's real, but it's not real. Um, yep. <laughs> I think it's like you get two or three goals quickly, um, but then the other team actually like realizes how to play with each other, and you guys just kind of got lucky because they hadn't realized how to play with each other. Uh, and then your team slowly breaks apart as the other four minutes pass by, and then they catch up and win. Yep. So 
small little side, side tangent there. But going back a little bit, the actual time that going for back boost is correct is when they have control of the ball. Um, so if your teammates, like, I don't know, let's say they, they, they shoot it really light and then the one defender comes up and catches it and then the other guy's coming forward uh, and you've, you're rotating through mid at this point, that's when you just go all the way back and maybe get those boost pads along the egg to try and wait for uh, um, wait for a shot and force the or let your or give time for your teammates to come back and play defensively. So there is a correct time to play it uh, and go all the way back for back boost, um, but it very much depends on how the uh, the offensive play with your two teammates has developed. <laughs> mm-hmm. All I want to say is little boost pads are really good they're your friend if mid boost isn't there and you have like 10 or 20 just grab some mid boost because it'll be there 90 percent of the time and you'll end up with 50 and that's more than enough for any play that you want <laughs> combo what are your thoughts um yeah no you guys covered it well i think for me the it's not even i think uh, this is hands down one of the things i talk about to almost all of my coaches uh they i'm sure have been actively waiting for me to repeat the thing i've probably harped at them many a times uh the the mentality of and this is the only thing that i will change from what you guys are saying um too often i think that this is taught or talked about in a like when uh, uh like if I'm going to the back boost, like when, when should I try to stay? Like when should, if I can't get any other boosts, like when should I do it like that? It is completely the opposite is what it should be. You should only ever be going to the back boost as a choice based on what's going on. It shouldn't be your natural. Your natural should be staying. You're going back to back boost should be a choice. Uh, mm-hmm. This is at its core. The reason that teams like G2 and these fast breakout teams find success is the second that a team chooses to relieve even the slightest bit of pressure and it may not feel in the moment like you're relieving pressure and the issue with this play in general and why this stumps so many players is because the feedback that is given in game when you make a decision to go for the back boost is generally actually against your teammates in your head than it is against you because when I if I follow the example and I rotate all the way to, to my back boost I get it and I may, quickly maybe in straight cam as I'm grabbing that boost and go back to ball cam and I'm seeing a two-on-one coming back the other way or maybe I have one teammate trying to cut off always I hear it all the time the complaint is like oh, how'd you guys let it like where is everybody why is this coming back on me kind of thing but it's your fault that you left to play through and through it's your fault uh, I will be super strict on that because even in the cases when it's not I would much rather you think that it's your fault and, and adjust this than not because you should have through if you are even like high platinum or above you should have the ability to know where boost pads are on the map you should have the ability to make a play with 20 to 40 ish boost which is only three pads uh at its core especially if you are leaving with even the couple that maybe you get as that drive by through the net and through the 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 large canisters that you were hoping to get that are now gone and so all it should be is that you are simply rotating back into your position so the question then when do i go to that back corner boost like when do i have the time to do it is only one that was covered already that you had said wabbits was that when you as you're leaving you see instantly that pressure was lost and uh, maybe you're not even past half yet and you see that they have control so yes please please rotate back to net like like that that is where you're supposed to go um 
And the only other time that I think it's okay, and this is something I really try to set into my game, and it's still something I'm very conscious about and, and really try to work on, is that when I see that my, and this is only in threes, this is very much threes mentality, when I see that my two teammates have very, very steadfast control. So when they are in the midst of a passing play, or where they're in the midst of a low 50 that I just watched one of them win, or when something like that's happening. And even still, when I make that decision to still go to that back boost, I still, if let's say we're driving down the wall and, I, and I'm, I'm heading back and i see that the corner boost is gone i see the mid boost is gone i still tend to inch in towards my pad route and follow the pad route to a back boost just in case i see something change that i should have been in rotation at any point along me getting those pads because as i'm getting those pads chances are that when i get to that back boost i should already have about 70 to 80 because i just took literally the entire field to go back so there should be no problem with me turning back in if i see that my prediction on my team holding pressure was wrong uh, and this is something i do all the time so it, it may look weird if you watch from above but it is something that I, I've actively watched pros do as well of that instead of doing a half like or like what would be considered a, a standard rotation but like a half field rotation so when you're coming to the corner boost to mid boost and then you stay in just by getting pads and move into your number three spot or wherever you want to call it rather than the full field rotation is I would do a three quarter rotation so I'd be going through I'd be getting some of the pads uh, I see that my team has pressure so I, I know that I have a little time to get full of maybe I didn't get much from the pads but I know full well that the second that changes I can turn right back into the play and get back in so um, that is the, the language I cannot stress enough and I really try to talk to people about is that it should never be your default should not be the back boost your default shouldn't even like your default obviously is getting the corner boost or the mid boost but if that's the case the default should never be the back boost it should be pads and back boost if available never more than that because every single time that is where I see and this is where like my like the teams that I've worked with and the teams that I've played on have found the most success is that we actually watch for that and call that when we see someone leave the zone we're like oh one left one left and so then we will push a breakout right away even if all three of us are empty boost because then it's going to be this high pressure two person low boost attack and that back man is going to be thinking like I just said before oh how do we let him get out like what are we doing like why like where is everybody like why can't we defend and just like that we've relieved pressure and very likely scored on the rush which is quite cool so um, I'm happy you brought it up it's something I see all the time and even pros still do uh, and still make mistakes on and and specifically the higher you get the more that this will be scrutinized so if you're in like plat or diamond right now yeah for for sure take, if you got to take that back boost go for it maybe you don't get burned maybe you do whatever that looks like but as you get into champ gc and higher you that's where you really see teams get burned because even though it doesn't feel like one that is literally a rotational mistake at its core and will cost you so uh, i'm happy you brought it up I actually and if i may i think i have a theory as to kind of why people get into this habit of like let me leave um the mid the midfield area and go all the way back uh and i think it's more often than not at lower levels and i do remember this vividly because it happened a lot the amount of goals that were scored on i guess like a like a a roller like a, a pretty quick but like a roller from your own net would happen all the time uh, so when you're in silver and gold to adapt to this, what you do is you just, you'd have one person kind of, you maybe it'd be you because you got fed up of getting scored on like this. Uh, but you'd just naturally always rotate out cause you know, if, like a roller was going to come. Uh, and I think, I think a lot of, this is where it's big because I think a lot of lower level play builds habits that are I think we've said this before, uh, maybe even last week, um, where it builds habits that are good for dealing with a certain situation that happens a lot at that rank. So I think in silver and gold, a lot of times you'll have goals from your own net 
uh, that aren't necessarily too fast, but just the fact, you know, maybe they're in the air or, or maybe the fact that like you'll tend to be, I think more than anything is that you're not consistent enough to stay in that midfield area and feel confident to challenge, if that makes sense. Um, so when you're in those lower ranks, you're like, I'd rather go back and have an easier ball to deal with that goes towards my net. Um, but in the higher ranked areas, what you're doing is giving time to people who actually have the ability to, to take uh, to take advantage of having space as opposed to uh, in the lower ranks where they're just going to hit the ball and hope for the best anyway. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of that habits built is like, is like it's built when you start, you know, like your first 300, 400 hours where you're like trying to get out these lower ranks, you build that habit. Uh, and then you're just, you never really break it. Cause I guess, especially if no one tells you, like you don't see fault in it. Cause you're like, okay, it's a safe play kind of, maybe I'm losing pressure, but, I'll find a way like, you know I mean? Like it, I'm not getting scored on and I can at least defend. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's better. It should be more of a last resort. Uh, and an asset, or like, well, like combo was saying, like a, like an option you actually choose uh, as opposed to, Oh, this is my just natural reaction now. You know, I like mm-hmm. to, I like to get all four corners of the field before I can attack again, you know? <laughs> yep. Um, so what I want to say, uh, just, a little bit on that um, is that I would change your wording a little bit combo, uh, even though what you said was a change on my wording um, in that only go for the back boost when it's forced, not when it's available um, because it really should only be this time when you don't have the ability. You have to get, yeah. You don't have the ability to get the pads. You don't have the ability to, um, or they are already on a rotation or an aggressive play or something like that. Um, so it, it really should only be when it's forced by the opponents. And that's such a rare time. That, so otherwise, just use small so, but, And that was my challenge. I, I, that, that is why. And this is this is more on my like um, pedagogical, like ideal and coaching mentality of that. Like, I'm not even going to give you that frame of to say that that you're forced because I, I very much encourage anyone to give me one replay ever where they were unable to get some pads to make a play. I highly doubt that in any case. Uh, and so that's why it's like if you end up at zero in the midfield, great. There's like eight pads just in that middle circles. And I guarantee not all of them are taken. And so while I agree, I think that's a good way to say it. I don't, I, I, as a, as a coach and as a teacher, I refuse to give that light to my students particularly because then that's an excuse that they can pull on later and I'm not willing to give them that. So that's why I, I very am particular about that wording that I don't want to give that. Fair. For context. Yeah. Someone will be like, Oh, well, like I I had no boost. So I had to go for that back. Right. Like that, that's a comic. uh, I, I guess excuse. Right. Yeah, 100% excuse. So, so yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. Actually, thinking about it, I think the only time that is probably correct to go for that back boost is if you're the second man that just took the shot, um, as or that they are now reattacking on, um, and the mid boost, the corner boost, and all the pads are gone because your teammate ro- rotated correctly and took all the pads or the boot, uh, the big boosts or whatever. Um, so now the only available boost is that one in your back corner. And that's the only time that I would say is correct to go there because you also have a man and probably two in the defensive uh, area. I, I think, I think as well, I think the reason that I, I've started to default it is that whenever, cause I have this, you know, I either bounce a high up or bounce back down. Um, and I think whenever I bounce down, I tend to have more time than I know what to do with. Um, mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So like I'm able to grab that and get the back post and drink a, like some coffee, 
you know, take a, take a toilet break, uh, uh, grab a sandwich, um, make a sandwich, uh, and then make the save. Uh, so I think the reason that maybe like, this is definitely a bad habit as players can actually, you know, take better shots from angles. Um, but a lot of times I'll just look and be like, like there, there's usually no way that I'm going to be punished for, for making this as, as combo says in the higher level play, you get punished. Um, you know, uh, when he was on teams, they'd actually look for it. Um, but here, like, I feel like when I'm in those diamond ranks, a lot of times, like I can kind of tell the speed at which the play is going to come towards my net. And I'm usually more often not able to get there. Um, and yeah, I guess my point is that I, I feel like I'm building bad habits that, that are fine. I don't know if fine's the right word, but they're, I can get away with them uh, because because the speed of play, like it doesn't, I don't feel any pressure at all. Like I feel like I can make it back post uh, no problem and, and make a defensive play. Um, uh, but later on, what will happen is when I start hitting C1, C2, um, that's when I'm going to get burned, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm going to leave enough pressure and then there's going to be people that actually know how to hit the ball hard or, or do, you know, can, can have enough time to set up an easy flick um, because of the fact that I was giving them space. Mm-hmm. Time for me to roast you a little bit here. Um, <laughs> I think what you're falling into is a mentality of I don't want to be scored on rather than a mentality of I want to score, um, which might actually be very, very detrimental. Um, because if you were to stay up in the midfield, as as like we're talking about here, then you would have more chances to score. You would have more chances for the uh, to get these just you know shots on net and keep the pressure going. But by going back to the back, uh, back post and back boost, what you end up doing, do, even though you have the time to do this, um, it's relieving the pressure and you thinking, or and it's it's you just thinking, I can win this game if I don't get scored on. Not I can win this game by keeping up at the pressure and getting the goals. And I, th- I think that's a, a mistake in mentality. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think I actually honestly bank a lot of me winning games on like one solo play. I do I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to have one solo play that, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to actually speaking of which I did want to talk about this. I feel like for whatever reason in the last like week, I've been like flipping into air dribbles and it is just going so well. <laughs> like i flip catch like i uh, I flip off the wall catch an air dribble and now i have actually enough speed to beat people uh, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the usual air dribble that like most people can predict right um so uh yeah i'll score one goal like that and then uh and then i just uh, play ultra defensively and hope for the best (laughs) and it's definitely not the best habits to build but it works because i think i think the truth is is just when you're not punished for it, um, you build that habit and it's detrimental, but if you can get away with it, you get away with it. It, mm-hmm. um, it makes, it makes me, this is the last point. I think, I think we should probably move on from Peter's corner. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, it makes me think of, uh, Starcraft. Oh, drinking game guys. It's been a while. Um, but I, I've been watching a lot of Starcraft in the last two weeks and with the, the highest level of play, is about purposely trying to get away with what you can get away with. And obviously this is not a, a, at all uh, analogous or, or like, I don't think it's translatable from the two games. Um, but it, I, it's something that I think about is like in Starcraft, 
you try to you try to cheat as many corners as you can, right? In some ways, going for a big boost pad is like you're like, I don't want to do the standard like let me get small boost pads on the way that like higher level players should be doing. You're you're essentially saying if I'm getting a big boost pad, I'm getting it because it is. I feel like I can get away with it. Um, and in StarCraft, people will do this. They'll like cheat a little bit here and there to try to get an edge later on as the game goes on. They'll, they'll, they'll try to um, do things, and then good opponents will be like, no, you can't do that. I'm going to punish you and, and you know attack that point. Um, but if they don't punish you, you get away with it and you get ahead. So uh, that's my analogy, I guess, is that uh, I think what ends up happening is getting big boost pads is like you going, I... This is not necessarily like I'm not going to be rewarded for this all that much, but you're taking that risk anyway. I guess I guess this is what I was trying to get to of like, um, I don't unless you have zero boost pads, but you, you if you have zero boost, you probably had made a mistake earlier uh, as opposed to at that point in the game. I'm talking. Just cut me off here, please. <laughs> so I think we're probably good there um, to end with beginner's corner. I'm actually really happy with that. Uh, yeah, don't forget to message me your suggestions for new ones because we will have probably a couple weeks uh, to go come up with ideas for those and you know likely have pretty good discussions on them. But I'm running out; my brain is only so big. <laughs> uh, so moving on, we have um, a little bit of esports stuff where not from the players but from the organizations. There was a letter to Psionics. Um, which one of you knows more about this? Because I don't. <laughs> oh, you don't? Um, eh, there, we don't have a, like a ton of, like, in my opinion, primary source information on it, but it's been reported in several like esports magazines now. Um, I think also some people, unfortunately, are, are doing the kind of classic read the headline, read a couple, read a paragraph, and then make an opinion. Um, as I saw a lot of comments, both honestly, a little bit, I'm not going to call, I'm not going to call people directly out, but in, in our discord and on Reddit of saying that like, this was a lot of talk about like franchising and stuff. The, the, the main article points that I saw on the like five or six articles that I read basically had absolutely nothing to do with franchising. Um, there was like very, very slight comments on it in terms of stability, but the, the goal of this letter, um, surprisingly from mostly NA and EU orgs, whereas like, I think this is like even more of a problem in OCE and SAM, um, is talking about the lack of communication, um, in general, since the start of our LCS. Uh, and we've seen some rumors that some of the orgs that have left recently have actually left for this exact reason, although that's not confirmed. Um, um, so lack of communication is a big part. So in terms of like roadmaps or like what's the league going to look like or uh, everything is uh, announced and I'm sure you guys have experienced as well. Everything's announced to us the same time that it's basically announced to the pros. So they find out in this like grand announcement to everybody and then they need to make whatever changes or focuses or whatever they need to do at the same time that like the public knows, which is a little weird and all of the leagues don't really work like that uh, in the real world. So uh, yeah, that, that, that was a big complaint. That was a pretty large part. And then there's a lot of comments as well on content creation, which is funnily enough, uh, a couple episodes ago was uh, Jared and I's big focus of mechanically mediocre was talking about how disappointed we've been that like, this is a great opportunity for psionics and just rocket league in general to take some like, we Skyped in two players to play with like their hands tied behind their back or so like, like little random fun, cute things to make the scene feel better. Um, as, and that's just one small thing, but yeah, that, that was another big complaint was that there hasn't been any, there hasn't been push for content. There hasn't been push for marketing. There hasn't been push for anything that is like really returning, uh, for a lot of the orgs, um, especially since, and this was from, I believe the 
esports journal um, claimed that some of the teams had even said that like currently they're spending upwards of $50,000 a month on their, just on their rocket league teams, which as soon as I heard that, I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, I know that that's not like traditional sport salaries, but like, that's a lot of money. Like that, that is a lot of money. Um, so the, they're, they're wanting more. It was a, a big theme that I was seeing. So I don't know how much you guys had read into it or, or know much about it. Or opinion the one I shared. (laughs) Because, like, I think a big point was, too, is, like, if you think about it, the the spot in the RLCS lies with the players as opposed to the teams, right? Yep. Um, But even before you go on, right now you were making the franchising argument that was, from what I've read, about one sentence of the entire letter. So I 100% appreciate where you're going with it, and I want you to continue because I love this debate. I think this is a really interesting argument this was mm-hmm. not the core of the letter despite everybody saying it was um just as just so you know yeah, uh, but sorry, yeah. sorry. but it, it, i mean i i love thinking about it because it's always like most esports the orcs tend to control the the fate of the spots right mm-hmm. like the idea is the, this is an org this like um you know like in, in in the sense like essentially the team controls it's not like a player on the team like imagine if if uh jeez i don't know what kind of sports analogy i can do here um if like i guess i guess alfredson i'll do the uh good old ottawa senator there uh if he if he was the one who was in charge of like their nhl spot and he's like nah i'm just gonna move you know what i mean and i'm gonna take that spot like it well maybe the point is like I th- I think I think the reason that Psyonix wants it that there's always like this two three player role to keep your spot is because ultimately that gives the players uh, it doesn't it lets players have a little more freedom and control over orgs um, kind of just coming in and dictating like wishy washy like dropping players left and right right um, uh, and from from their perspective it also opens up the this idea like oh we can make like it allows amateurs in some sense to, to be able to make it up to the higher leagues because it's, um, you know, if you know players, you can, you can play with those players and, uh, unlike, Oh, or controls everything. They can just, you know, boot their whole roster and, and still have an RLCS spot. Right. Um, I mean, like, I don't even think of it as franchising. I think a lot of esports just naturally have that, that, uh, the, the, uh, Man, now I'm thinking about this. I think I think it's it, it just it always it also gets becomes different because in some ways because it's a team esport, uh, it also differs from individualized esports. Individualized esports is just like there's a player and the player gets branded and that's what the team is, right? Um, the player still usually does whatever they're wanting to do. They're just representing this org uh, as opposed to when as soon as you have team and like they want to switch you know, rosters around and, but they also want to keep a spot at whatever the highest league is. Uh, the orgs definitely want more control. Cause it's like, I actually want to be able to, uh, switch out players and stuff. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think that rocket league's in a, a really weird middle ground spot because it's teams of three. So it's not the like teams of three just kind of sucks for this. Um, because it's not like the, uh, the ones like one person gets signed uh like starcraft or melee or whatever it might be um or like more most fighting games yeah and the org drops and they drop them but it's like they can just pick up whoever else right like it's exactly you can, you can that... have multiple players and you just pick pick mm-hmm. and choose but it is what it is as opposed to oh it's a team like i can't really just drop a team and buy another team right yeah yeah but the thing I mean, with the can, team but... like if you have 
let's say Overwatch, because they did the franchising, if you have teams of six or with subs like 10 players, then you can drop like three or four people and still have a full team um, and or and still have this majority team that would. Well, no, you know, they can drop every single player like they if they want to. Like you completely change the roster around and there's is no repercussion because it is a franchising model, right? Yeah, and that makes sense. But like I don't I'm not gonna make assumptions. It's here, bad for I, players, is what I'm saying. So the way Cyanox does it, it tends to favor the players. At least the ones that have one friend on their team. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's that's the issue. Because like with three, it's two people gang up on one person and then one person's gone. Um and having the orgs with control would actually be really good for that because then they would have a manager who just deals with all of it but then there's also the issue of just getting cut which like for yeah, yeah. very little reason and it's such a weird middle ground of having three players that it, it's it's really really hard to figure out <laughs> so if we can just go back for a second because i know combo like i derailed from combo's point um uh Man, I'm in a different mind space today. Um, Combo, what were like, I guess, in some ways, um, if you can re- reiterate some of the bigger points that were non-franchising, because I do kind of want to get into them. But, and like, I'll be honest, like this, <laughs> it, where my, my points on this letter and like where I was planning to come from on this letter in general, and like this, this might even help guide, um, is that it, in my opinion, it's going to do absolutely nothing. Um, I know, yes. I know that people... I know that like that the hype right now is like, Oh, orgs might threaten to leave or like whatever this may be. I'm like, yeah, they, that very much might be the case. Um, RLCS will not change because players will just happily play on, uh, on uh, like unsigned. And we've seen it done by teams and generally they just get signed once they make it. Um, and I guarantee you there's plenty um, like plenty of small esports orgs out there that will take on the, the reins of the, the cloud nines or the energy energies or the dignitases or like any like of these big sports. A-step weekly squishy. Uh, uh, literally. Right. And like, like we, we in a heartbeat could like potentially try to like, even as this, we are such a small little organization of ASAP We If, if all these orgs are like, ah, oh, we're going to boycott, like, unfortunately in in the real world and in the world of capitalism and stuff like that of of the western world and it's much more advantageous for us as a small organization let's say we wanted to pick up an esports team um to just be like like i don't really care about your big org boycott like you guys got plenty of money we'll take happily take the money right and 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 sign these guys and and give them some benefits and maybe salaries and whatever that may look like provided we know that they're going to win something um and so that that at its core is what i think where I'm coming from with it of that, like there, there, I appreciate that there's hype specifically. I think it's hilarious that there's hype around franchising, despite that not really being a big focus of the letter. Um, but what I, and why I think, it, I think it's hilarious, but also very positive is that uh, you, you described it well of that. And at its core, if we're looking at logics of ones and zeros, uh, the current system in RLCS where players, uh, as long as the roster holds two thirds of its spot, keeps the, the RLCS spot is incredibly player focused. It's great for players. It allows them to, to control their rosters control if they even want an org or if they want a salary or if they want whatever that looks like. Like it's, it's phenomenal for players. I was so for it. I, that was one of the first things I told people who were starting to watch RLCS yes with me of like how cool that is that in the nhl you can just make it but maybe you never play a game because sucks that's it like it's the suits that decide for you um whereas here it's like it's the players 
as I have progressed and as I have learned a little more about the economics of esports and what Rocket League specifically is looking like and so on, um, and I, I've this is in, isn't new with people listening to Mechanically Mediocre, uh, they, the only clear-cut way to keep big orgs in and to, to kind of assure that players will get good salaries, much better salaries than I'm sure many of them are currently getting right now, uh, that will allow them only the best to be on the scene and not have drama or these twitlongers and all this stuff that I, I absolutely despise that comes with our game. Uh, it is the only way to like really solidify that. So if this letter is, if the point isn't really going to make it, if there aren't going to be changes, if anything is going to happen like that, I do hope that this sparks enough conversation about franchising for some reason that it goes through uh, is where I'm at right now. So um, that was kind of my big points. Ulti- mm-hmm. Ultimately franchising or, or at least something more akin to the orgs actually having control Um it doesn't Me. feel like it's player centered, but it, in my opinion, from what I've seen from Overwatch and what I've seen from just traditional sport, it works for the players in the long run for income stability, job mm. stability, things like that. Because in in a proper franchising model, you are signing players to contracts that have yeah. a, a deadline, like a yeared value and a monetary value to be paid out in that yeared deadline and so, so if even if yeah mm-hmm. you, and you're, you're literally leading right into it even if you like you break all your fingers and you can't play they still need to either buy you out or allow you to stay on as a sub or whatever that looks like and mm-hmm. ultimately that is 10 times better for players who have made it than the uh, than what we're currently seeing in the long run despite it feeling like you're losing control and losing that autonomy and losing all of, the, all of that what that comes with that's why there is definitely varying opinions but we've seen a lot of pros speak out to the success of franchising that they wanted garrett is a whole interview as to how good franchising looks and stuff like that so um yeah i I hope of anything if there's any change that comes don't be wrong i would love some content creation i'd love some marketing i'd love some get to know the players i'd love all this kind of stuff but uh, i do hope that there's a little more stability because all oh and this didn't even happen to me but all over and over i ever think about is gale force not being paid by gale force uh because the the org basically went bankrupt and and kept all the money and all the craziness that went on there when at its core our goal is just just get the best players in the world some money right like that's that's all it's it's meant to be so yeah that's where i'm at mm-hmm. yep but i, I don't think it's gonna change thing i'll be very blunt i don't think it'll change it an absolute i will not change anything moving forward so but if i don't know i like that discussions happen and if the entire community gets behind it which it kind of has um or at least the discussion is starting uh things can happen um and on this letter specifically uh like what's actually said the communities or uh what's, what's what's the word content creation thing is like very good and i like that um but the one thing that i really think should go through uh is 100 the communication because if psionics just isn't communicating to to organizations or players or anything like that, then how is anything supposed to go to a point where we can even get to um, content creation and everything like that? And that's my little bit on that. Um, Next on the agenda list, let's go on to this scrub. (laughs) Uh, I'm not quite sure what this one is saying. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember uh, because I think, what was scrub scrub was complaining about something uh where was it what the uh, fourth player like uh teams picking up a ones main to oh was he complaining about that yes he was oh um i'm wondering if that's what it was because that's the thing about scrub that i can remember i think so i think that's what i was talking about i i honestly yeah it's it's like 
I guess he he wanted to see like okay if you had a team three like you'd have to choose from that team who's your best ones player. If anything, if you were gonna do it that way, like I'd have it that whoever the ones player is can't be on the twos team. You know what I mean? Like if if I was gonna go in that direction, um, but regardless, it's just Scrub doesn't want to play people that only play ones. Essentially, is uh, what I gather from his complaining. <laughs> so, I think you're probably right here, but I also think that he brings up a really good point, um, even though it might be for completely selfish reasons. <laughs> in that, what I wanted this tournament to be, and just for a little uh, recap, for everybody, this is talking about the um, oh, I can't John remember Sandman. the name. Nope, Johnny Boy. Uh, Johnny Boy, sorry. Yeah. Johnny Boy's tournament, the Fusion Tournament, that's the one, where they wanted, or what the tournament is, is we talked about it last week. The uh, It's an open qualifier for teams of threes uh, to pretty much um, play in every single uh, game mode, threes, twos, and ones, and then see who's the best team overall. Um, so I think that's like a really interesting idea for the for a tournament. I absolutely love it. And I was really excited to see it. Um, but what it's kind of turned into, and this is where I agree with Scrub, is that it's now a threes tournament and then a, basically a sideshow of twos that nobody's going to really care about um, and a separate ones tournament that now matters. Um, but, but those twos and ones tournament, like they, they still count towards the... They do. You know and, what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but that that's my issue with it. It's that they count towards the team like let's say cloud nine um the, the they that one's tournament counts towards uh the c9 roster um rosters points and whether or not they win but the problem is that person who won the one's tournament might not be on the c9 roster and it, it's not a showcase anymore of a team's um like a starting roster's overall ability mm-hmm. it's now a showcase of I don't know who's pretty good at or who's really good at threes, who's really good at twos, and who's really good at ones. It's individual players rather than uh, the team overall. You know that's fair, but but ultimately, like if you're putting on the tournament, you do whatever you want. That's <laughs> and, and the, yeah, that, that was 100 percent gonna be my main point of that. Like 100, percent we could sit here for hours and probably debate like the perfect format and like what that looks like. To me, there is absolutely no way to police a team like G2 looking being like none of us play ones and then being like, hey, look at this guy who played some show matches, is a top 10 ones player, uh, has been on Johnny Boy stream and beat a guy 18 to three on Johnny Boy stream. Let's pick him up as a. Like, that, for, I don't know if you guys know this is literally what happened. Um, G2 sub coming in is is a guy who is just a disgusting ones player um <laughs> so I, i'm excited to, to see what that looks like and to me but th- there's there's no way to enforce that right like if you try I'm to be like oh, for king ranny to be picked up it's yeah cool. <laughs> i was hoping yeah i was hoping g2 would pick up osm cross border or something like that that's Ooh, what i was kind of yeah, yeah. looking for um but uh yeah to, and to me it's like there's no way to actually govern and police that or police that because uh, if you're like oh it has to be your like set roster or whatever like what about all the teams that just signed up to sign up right like what about all those ones um just and that managed to get accepted because they're all like top 100 guys and like they are technically building their teams around that right like i saw a couple of the teams that have signed up are two guys that are top 100 or like top 10 in twos and a guy who's top 10 in ones and they're just going to figure out how to play threes together and they're hoping that they can at least win the two other tournaments do well enough in the threes to win the whole thing right and beat out all these pro teams so there there's to me there's no way to actually govern that and so i I tend to look at those kind of complaints as a little invalid Mm-hmm. that's actually a really good point i didn't really think about that um overall simply because it's a open qualifier that like you can't police it um but yeah that's very fair i see i do see both sides of the argument and i completely understand both sides um i'm not entirely sure which way i lean 
especially after what combo just said there uh but yeah i was hoping for a showcase of teams and we're getting a showcase of rocket league which you know i i can't really complain about i'll still watch the tournament <laughs> oh yeah i'm watching it no matter what like that's going to be an amazing tournament um and it'll just be you know, it'll, it'll be really good ones. It'll be really good twos because uh, RV still has that insane twos combo. Uh, or do they still have this? Yes. Was KDOP and uh, Fairy the insane twos combo that we talked about when they were made? Oh, were yeah, they the yeah, best? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it was. They, I used to play them all the time uh, in like weeklies and they were just disgusting. They started as a twos team. Yeah. Okay. So we have that. Um, and then we have pretty much all the best threes teams in the world. So. That'll be amazing. Big recommend on watching it. I don't do either of you know when that is. That's not for. That's coming up. Fusion, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. The close qualifiers. The qualifiers are literally tomorrow, uh, or two days. Sorry, they start in two days. Yeah, and then the main tournament is next weekend. The I think it was June or was it June first? No, I think it was May twenty fifth. I think it was the week before that it starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's May twenty first. Sorry, twenty fifth. Jeez, yeah. myself. <laughs> so that, yeah, I don't know. Keep your your eyes out for that. I don't even know if, if people know, but uh, big shout outs because Lawler is on the commentating and analyst panel again. Thank God. <gasps> so um, Johnny Boy hooking up a brother up there. So I'm so happy about that. He needs to come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So. Next thing, we're going to go with a little bit of roster changes. Um, first off, we have Flakes leaving Barcelona. Uh, I believe he was kicked and not left, which... It you know, it seems yeah. like like Flakes is like so set in, like, I want to play a certain like, type of Rocket League. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't he know. Team it it feels he- like Flakes is at a point where he's like, I'm going to make my own team, and they're going to listen to exactly what I say, and then... That's mm-hmm. that's gonna be the ultimate, the the truest, most perfect way of playing Rocket League. Uh <laughs> and we're gonna watch him win RLRS and then proceed to 0 and 7 or 0 and 10 <laughs> in uh RLCS Europe. That's my prediction. <laughs> uh, yeah, you might be right here. Um I feel like if he gets um I can't remember who the players are, but the players um from I forget the actual country, but Middle East somewhere. Uh, and yeah, if he gets those two and they can act actually, or like one of those two um, who are like the number one and or really high up in the ones, uh, if those two can figure it out um, and maybe another ones player who like plays in a very similar style, um, that would just be pretty interesting. Cause we'd have RV, but like 2.0 where they just went all out on this. We are ones. <laughs> Um, rather than having, you know, two ones gods and then KDOP, which is the threes god. So that'd be really interesting. Uh, I would be down to see it, but I don't expect super great things. Uh, depends on where he's going to go. Depends on if he can actually, you know, adapt his play to other people or if he forces others to adapt to him again, which is kind of, you know, sad overall. Uh, so that's a little thing. Flakes left. And that's probably all we have to say, really. Um, Next, we have Astral on Oxygen. So, Combo, do you want to take it away? Lies and slander. 
Um, <laughs> the hundred percent could happen. I, I have zero doubt that something like that could happen. Uh, the what? Uh, and it was Lazaro who brought this up, which I'm super pumped about because I, I was I was curious to talk about this. Um, ESPN put out an article uh, in their esports category saying, and the title is "Oxygen Esports to Sign RLCS EU MVP Astral from Dignitas." Um, and I read this and I was like, "Why have I seen this literally nowhere else? Uh, and why is it ESPN reporting? Especially seeing as the ESPN is arguably one of the largest sports networks in the world." Uh, and so I was like, "So interesting." So I read the article. Super short. Uh, it's it's a really really short. Being like, "Hey." Um, that the this was who it literally starts a very classic just article on on sports of like this is astral um this is where he's from this is what he did um this is oxygen um the this is what like his previous team has done and sources tell us that he's he's being traded is their language and this is the thing that rattled me when i read it and i'll read the last paragraph sources have told espn that there are currently trade offers being fielded for fruity uh chassette and Farrow will remain with oxygen who are looking to form a competitive fully french speaking roster that includes the reigning regular season mvp um for context astral's belgian but uh, i do believe he speaks french as a first language um but anyways, uh, the while this is 100% could be a great rumor, this one not only is not confirmed uh, by anybody at all, uh, including Astral or Oxygen, uh, aka old PSG, aka old Reciprocity, um, but as well, both rosters are remaining the same for Fusion, which is another interesting po- point that this is not happening uh, as of right now. And then finally, this was the language that I really had a problem with, is that they say that there are currently trade offers being fielded for Fruity. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but trading doesn't exactly exist in in rocket league as per the example that i think that the espn pictures it to where they are picturing a like you pick any of the big sports and you're like oh you find out the trade the toronto maple leafs are trading this player to the montreal canadians for these two players and a pick or, or something like that that ends up coming up which is how all franchise traditional sports tend to work right um and there's other type things like soccer is a big one of like switching leagues with like buyouts and all that kind of stuff like like there are different ways but very much in the rlcs trading does not exist there are teams that definitely swap like players end up swapping but that is literally just because like hey this guy left our team or hey we kicked this guy oh hey look they also dropped their guy let's try to pick him up and then the other team's like oh look they dropped their guy let's try to pick him up like it's not a trade that i can absolutely tell you there's no trading there's no values there's no nothing that comes with that because it it doesn't need to exist like that it literally is just a let's fill the gap let's see if we can still be a good team and go from there like like, that's all that goes into it so that really tells me that espn had somebody tweet them being like yo you should write an article on this this guy's like yeah and then they did and like that that's literally how i read into it um i don't know where you're at zero but like i i very very much struggle with this and i i think it's a bit of a weird article yeah i feel well okay so i actually do have some more backstory on Ar- Ar- Kyle. um so he's uh he's been on a pro wrestling podcast that i listen to um and i think he actually quoted saying is like i was tasked with this a month ago and now i'm writing esports articles because of everything that's going on uh so in his defense, it kind of feels like this guy is just like pumping out ESPN articles uh, and learning about esports as he goes. But he's literally mm. just taking like a little bit here, a little bit there. And like, how long was the article? Like 200, 300 words. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, 
I see on the left here on the ESPN, like like one of his other articles that is currently here of uh, like everything you need to know about the NHLPA opening feature open featuring Fortnite. Uh, like I see, yeah, yeah be the so newest coverage. It, of, it of just sports. looks like instead of hiring someone that that is familiar with esports, uh, they're using their current talent and you know Arno Cal, uh, love you to death, but uh, unfortunately does not exactly know anything more, and it just kind of seems like he's like cycling through different esports and just being like this is like some random announcement that I, I think that's a great a great way to describe <laughs> it i'm literally looking on the side of like just any related articles that he wrote and the next one is like apex legends reveals loba's abilities so like just literally taking from the announcement i assume or it, like it's probably like he scrolls reddit sees some you got thing it that may or may not be a big thing and then just or twitter and just be like okay i'll just write about this um you got it i it it's tough you know like i, w- I wish i wish it was a lot better research i wish like you know, get get sla- uh, good old slasher Bordaloo on it. Um, uh, Rob, I, th- I think is his name. Uh, I-, I used to joke like he's the mainstream esports guy. Like he's the <laughs> he's the guy they bring in. Uh, but but uh, regardless, um, I think there's definitely more qualified people. The point is, uh, if you're looking for esports news, uh, ESPN is is trying to get in on it because of the situation and they're just desperate for content. Um, right. Like, I don't think oh, they, yeah. they, I, they only started writing about esports really, shall we say in the last two months, I would say, yeah. Uh, well, literally, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm just literally looking through his articles right now. And like, one of them is just literally, this is verbatim what it is called. Corey jumps from overwatch to Valorant. Who's, who's, who's Corey. <laughs> okay. Uh, which I think is like absolutely hilarious. Um, it's just like a random, uh, random known player from this game goes to this. Like you got it. That's it. That's why. Yeah. Like, so he takes, he takes literally like Corey, a, a good player at overwatch. And he's like, Hey, look, he moved. <laughs> that's it. So yeah, I think you, you're hitting the nail on the head, my man of, yeah, they're, they're just grinding for whatever they can pull out. <laughs> it, it, it seems like this is definitely a, a, uh, quantity over quality type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> just pump out articles every day. Uh, I don't know quantity over quality it's just like we need something like literally anything to talk about what are well, we no, I, I think he was given this task and like with all respect if you're trying to cover every single esport yeah, like it's and you need to write it like a different article every day about a different esport like you're not going to know anything like you're just <laughs> uh yeah it, it is journalism in 2020 am i right um <laughs> so yeah uh that's that's all i gotta say to it i I feel kind of bad because it, it seems like this guy's more of a hockey guy. So uh, it just seems like ESPN's like, okay, we need someone on this. You're the guy. And this is what he has to do. So, yep. So no hate to the guy because he's not in a position that, or likely not in a position that he wants to be in. Uh, but it's also not super great for us. So listen, what, how would you, I mean, this is not, this is going to be a terrible analogy, but how would you feel if like you're really into football and then someone's like, Hey, I need you to write about figure skating for the next five months, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah that's, it would not be nice i would have i need to write about figure skating uh you know uh maybe some some ringette you know just like give him give him stuff that like is not football you know like just yeah. stuff that he completely does different uh it's badminton <laughs> dude i love badminton yeah, actually but but just like yeah my point is just like sports that, that are not at all related to football mm-hmm. ping pong oh Anyway. beautiful but regardless let's get off of that and let's get off of this i think um so last little notes on that uh super um rumors i guess so don't take that at face value whatsoever uh astro may be moving we well, have... isn't he playing and just just playing as a stand-in and in, in the tournament no Is no that... he's with dig he's with dig 
Oh, he's not even playing as a stand-in. No, just like just like Fruity is oh, still with wow. with uh, Envy. Wow. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry, keep not going. Envy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's very much a, a heavy rumor that would no substance. It might exist, and for some reason they went to to that reporter to talk about things. But uh, but yeah, nothing to actually say for it. Keep your eye out, but. Mm-hmm. And, and I will. I'll, I'll be very honest. Like, like this, I, I'm bashing it. But uh, even on Liquipedia, if you go to the the transfer rumors, like they put it in as a rumor and they put it as likely and the source as the ESPN article. Um, but the so like give that what you may. But I still don't like. It, it really doesn't do it for me at all. And even if you read the replies, people are like, "Hmm, doesn't seem like it's real and stuff." So yeah, yeah. Like rather than likely, it should be possible. <laughs> mm. uh, I think we're gonna end it there. Um, this has been actually a pretty good show. Uh, had a very long beginner's corner and then a pretty good, uh, pro scene stuff. So I'm kind of happy with that. Uh, we're good. Uh, thanks to all of our patrons. Um, oh my goodness. I need to click here. I, I forgot, that it, forgot. I'm, I'm terrible. Uh, where is it? <laughs> I'm going up in my, my things. Here it is. Wait, that's not it. That's the wrong list. That was last week's list. <laughs> oh my goodness. What is going on, dude? it's getting there i'm getting there sorry about the clicks i did it okay thanks to all of our patrons in the roll roll call tier uh go blue mason mitha paint tim chew barker relentless and psych mopco uh so thank all of you very much for joining the roll call tier and a special thanks to all of our other patrons who are in any other tiers that exist um so (laughs) yeah thank you all um from me combo and lazero Wishing you all a wonderful week. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye.